G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well, it rolls around this time each year, the Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras, and we haven't given a lot of attention to what's happening this year. But let's talk through some of those issues today. Jenny Stokes from Salt Shake is back with us. Hello, Jenny. Welcome back to 2020. Hi, Neil. Great to be back. Jenny, it seems to have been a little more low-key this year than last year, the build-up to this uh, Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras, but these days it's not just a a one-day event. It actually runs over a series of weeks, doesn't it? Well, that's right, and I I guess for the last few years they've really focused on having a festival and uh, encouraging people to be there, but of course the major event for them is the parade, and that's where they walk down the streets, march down the streets and so on with floats and... You know, a lot of a lot of the concern about that is, you know, people have the right to politically say yes, we want rights in these areas, but it's become, you know, caricatures of uh, particularly of Christian leaders and and so on. So often that's displayed in the floats. There's a lot of um, with almost almost nude uh, marches and uh, performers and so on, and certainly it's very sexualised, which we would say is inappropriate in the street. There is a sense, isn't there, that there's an overt nastiness towards Christians because Christians defend marriage between one man and one woman. Uh, This nastiness is part of the campaign, isn't it? That's what gets the attention and uh, everyone pays attention to the uh, gay and lesbian Mardi Gras and almost because it's like a slap in the face for, uh, for people who want to hold to a traditional view of marriage. Well, that's right. And look, just a few years ago, it used to be that, um, you know, we'd say that homosexuality was inappropriate, but of course, um, every state had legalised homosexual acts in private. And of course, that was the argument back in the 1980s, that that acts done in private, we shouldn't be criminalising. And so that, that led to the decriminalisation of homosexuality in all the states. But of course, it didn't stay there. It was it led to this ongoing campaign, um, an agenda of all the things that they would like to do. And I guess we're right at the end of that. We've had anti-discrimination laws. Some states have got vilification laws. Uh, we've got uh, relationship registers in many states, and and so we're at the sort of the far end of it in a way of now campaigning for full homosexual marriage and the adoption of children, which both. Uh, Victoria and Queensland with the new Labor governments have said that they're planning to do so and, and some states have already introduced adoption so they're sort of the the end things they want to be seen as the same as everyone else and um, you know that's part of the the political campaign and uh, it's sort of in some ways they've had a lot of acceptance and one of those uh, perhaps Perhaps seeing that the ANZ Bank is the principal partner and they've decorated ATMs in the city and so on in Sydney to celebrate being the principal partner. But I think part of that is a lot of the big corporations have got diversity groups, they've got programs against homophobia and they've actually, because they don't want to be seen to be discriminating, they've actually embraced homosexual culture and are endorsing it. And I think there's, that's, that's the shift we've seen. 
Of course, a lot of Christians become very uncomfortable being against the Sydney gay and lesbian Mardi Gras, but there is a sense, isn't there, that when you've got an overt sexual and a really very discriminatory parade like this, a significant political statement that goes against really everything that you stand for as a Christian when it comes to relationships between a man and a woman, a mother and a father for the sake of children, we can't let our guard down here. Is There needs to be a a steadfastness, doesn't there, about Christians who hold to a biblical view of the family. Well, that's right. And certainly we have tried to do that. We've always just tried to explain the issues. Uh, some people will say that, that no matter how nicely you explain the issue, that that's still hateful and bigoted and we get those sort of comments from homosexuals that might come onto our Facebook page. And so we spend time answering those, responding to those, to say, look, we aren't hateful. You know, God does love everyone, but he has a, a standard. You know, there's talk about sin and today we don't want to hear about sin. And there's repentance and salvation, and as we come up to Easter, that's part of what we see is that uh, that Jesus died for us um, as we, you know, but we have to make that response to him. So we can talk about those things, but it's just if you oppose homosexuality, and now if you oppose homosexual marriage, that's just as bad. You used to be able to say, well, you know, I don't quite support homosexual marriage, but I'll support all these other things. But now it's if you don't support homosexual marriage, you're, you're hateful. And, and I think that that's another level to see that anybody who actually says they're opposed to any of these, uh, these rights being given um, is hateful and bigoted. And that's the names they call us. <laughs> And, of course, there's a big groundswell a public relations campaign that tries to make everything about the homosexual lifestyle look good, uh, even the, uh, the, the fact that it'll be televised, uh, the fact that there'll be uh, crowd numbers. And in past years, as I understand it, there's been huge uh, overestimations of the numbers of people who've been on the streets looking at the, uh, the Mardi Gras. Well, that's right. And it's interesting with, with, with numbers. Um, Mardi Gras organisers have a, a party afterwards, so they know how many come to that, somewhere about seventeen to 20,000 over the years and sometimes less. Uh, they also know how many people have, uh, have booked for certain events. Um, but what they have often exaggerated is the crowd numbers. So in, in the past few years, they tend to sort of give more emphasis into how many participants. So they claim there are about 108 floats and 10,000 participants. And yes, we could count all those, but they're, they're actually figures that you could verify. But the one that they have exaggerated is the crowd figures. And that's people coming onto the streets of Sydney and lining the parade route and watching. And, you know, it, it's been used as a measure of support. So they'll say, well, there are all these hundreds of thousands of people coming to watch, so they're supportive of that. Well, for a start, just because you go and watch it doesn't mean you necessarily support it, and there's been a bit of uh, voyeurism, I suppose, of people coming to watch. But what we saw over the years, um, since probably 10 years ago, is that the parade estimate numbers went up 200,000 a year, so 300,000, 500,000, and you'd get the media reporting the organisers' figure of we're going to have you know, 500,000 people gathering on the streets of Sydney tonight, and that's before they arrived. <laughs> so it was very much a prediction of what they're expecting. And then, of course, the next day, yes, we got 500,000 people, and it got up to 700,000. So we actually did a calculation of how many people you could actually fit in the streets for the full parade march if they were jam-packed and we used a figure of like nine people per square metre or we talked about how many people in a row along the parade. 
And to get their 500,000 or whatever, you had to have something like 90 rows of people uh, on the side of the march. Well, you can imagine by the time you got back to the 10th row, you wouldn't be seeing anything. And you couldn't physically put that many rows of people into the parade, in, into the street. And, and much of the street is actually uh, fenced, you know, roped off, and that's where the parade goes down through the centre. So a lot of it is actually taken up with the actual march itself. And uh, so we've quoted, um, actually, a homosexual journalist actually went along the march uh, route. He actually did some calculations, and he came up with a similar figure to what we would calculate is about sixty to 70,000 people. And he actually called on them a number of years ago to come clean, to sort of say, look, you can't fit this many people in here. We're actually not doing very you know, much for the cause by actually promoting a figure that's, that's obviously not true. So we'll often use Adam Carr's uh, statement on that because he was accurate. He actually went and he challenged them. And what we've seen in the last few years, the police stopped endorsing the figures. Uh, they actually, first of all, brought down the figures by 200,000 every year, down to about 300,000. And it stayed around that figure. And now the they refuse to give a figure and the organisers actually just give a figure to the media. It tends to be around that figure now, but they, they really can't get that many in the street, street either. Jenny, uh, the concerns that people have about the march is that it's out in the public uh, open space. Uh, it's on the streets. Children have access to seeing what are sexualised uh, events like this. Uh, there is a concern, isn't there, that uh, that there are people who are right-thinking people in the community who ought to be uh, outraged at some of the things and the antics that go on in the march. Have you been encouraging people to, in some ways, uh, make some sort of protest or complaint, or how do people speak up and say, this is not good enough for Australian society? Well, I think there are a number of avenues. One is um, the it's actually being broadcast on SBS. Last year it was broadcast by them uh, for the first time in 12 years. And it used to be broadcast on mainstream TV and then on, once on the ABC. And we actually, through activism, through actually writing to the TV stations and asking them not to show it, uh, showing the over-inflation by the, by the, on the crowd figures and asking advertisers not to support it, we actually found that a lot of the advertisers didn't support it and the TV companies stopped showing it. It was then on pay TV for a while, and now it's back on SBS, and they're quite proud to be showing it and saying it's a wonderful program, and then they're supportive of it. So we're, we're not getting a lot of uh, a lot of response there from SBS, but we should be still saying to SBS, we actually don't think that you should be showing this program. So that's one aspect, and we've listed um, on our post yesterday on our website, we've actually listed all of the sponsors of the Mardi Gras, from the ANZ Bank right through to Qantas and, and other, other, other companies, and, and said, you know, where do you actually choose to support? You know, what businesses do you, do you support? Um, and, and challenging them about uh, their support and sponsorship of the Mardi Gras. So there are a couple of areas that we'd encourage people to, to do and, and to be aware of what's happening and uh, often supported by politicians and others. And I'll point people to the Salt Shakers page, uh, saltshakers.org.au, and uh, there'll be a link there where people can actually submit uh, complaints to various uh, organisations around the nation. Jenny Stokes, always good getting your insights into these things. These things do shape our culture, and uh, there is a need uh, for Christians to be aware and able to speak up. So thank you so much for your insights again today here on 2020. Thank you. 
Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.